0: Today's episode is brought to you by GoDaddy. If you don't have a website, your business might as well not exist. If you want to give it a try, head to trygodaddy.com slash profit. Now, let's get profitable.
1: This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg.
0: There, profiteers, welcome back for episode number 83 of the Personal Profitability Podcast. And today's guest, I was excited to find out, lives just up the road from me in Santa Barbara, about a half hour drive away which means she was actually also impacted by the recent fires that I talked about two weeks ago. Although in Santa Barbara, they escaped the bulk of it. They just really got a lot of smoke and uh, yeah, ash coming down from the sky. But it seems like things are clearing up now, which is awesome. And we're going to dive in and have a fun chat. Now, something I like about this, uh, this particular interview, we don't have a whole lot of PhDs on the show, someone we could call doctor, uh, but Dr. Reardon has a great great background and she has done some really cool stuff in her career. She's pivoted a few times, started multiple businesses. Now she runs a podcast with her husband that I was actually just on an episode recently. So I'll make sure to link to that episode in the show notes. You can check it out, but I won't go on and steal her thunder. We're going to dive in and hear what she has to say about mastering your money and entrepreneurship and getting your life and career on the track you want. And we will dive into that interview in just one minute right after this i registered my first domain ever on march 29th 2007 more than 10 years ago i signed up for my godaddy account and in the years since i have registered dozens of domains with godaddy if you are an individual who wants to succeed in your own personal life or a business who wants to grow, you need a website. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And to get a good website, you need a good domain and even hosting. If you want to get your website going with very few technical skills, head to trygodaddy.com slash profit to give it a try. That's trygodaddy.com slash profit. All right, profiteers. Well, I am here with someone now who, you know, it's funny. I have a couple of people with PhDs and doctor credentials in my family. And my uh, grandpa, who was a PhD marketing professor at the University of Arkansas, always said, well, I worked really hard for this PhD, so you can call me a doctor. So I'm very excited to welcome Dr. Manette Ryerdid on the show. Welcome.
1: Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here today.
0: just a little bit educated with that Stanford PhD. It's like, you know, (laughs) a couple of
1: things. (laughs) A couple of things about absolutely nothing that I'm doing today.
0: (laughs) I love it. That's actually what what I went to school for. I, I do use day to day being that I write about finance and my backgrounds in finance, but I was definitely trained to be more of a banker or a cubicle dweller than a freelancer. So definitely took a different path. But speaking of the path I took, what was your path? like? How did you end up getting so educated and moving into the world of entrepreneurship?
1: Wow. Those are like two different stories, right? And it's funny, I've been thinking about that lately about Where is that girl who was traveling to Spain and Mexico and South America? And so I have a PhD in 19th and 20th century Latin American poetry. And what I learned getting a PhD, I still use today. Am I still talking about 20th century Latin American poetry? probably not as often as I'd like to be, but occasionally. And what happened was that uh, post grad school, I ended up teaching at a private high school for troubled teens in Northern California, outside of Redding, California. And it started me on this whole different path of personal discovery of remembering how much I love to teach. And just Really, all of a sudden, having to grow up, I think, like, thank God I had that experience before I became a parent myself, right? I learned a lot about teenagers in that moment, and it was a real time of questioning, and, and uh, my husband and I were newly married, and to make a really long story short, we ended up leaving Northern California, moving to Texas following his career, back to Texas, where I'm originally from. And I started raising children, and I realized that I was a terrible stay-at-home mom. Um, I love my kids. They are everything to me. But being with them 24-7 was making me crazy. And I didn't go to Stanford and get a PhD to be a stay-at-home mom for the rest of my life. No offense to any stay-at-home mom. I so honor and respect your ability to do that job and, and do it well. And I realized I needed something to do. And so I started a parenting magazine. It was perfect at the moment for who I was and what I was doing. And I started this little tiny quarterly newspaper called Collin County Kids at the time. And Eric, it was this crazy journey where it always felt like the business was a rolling stone that I was chasing downhill rather than leading. And it grew from a tiny little quarterly newspaper to a monthly magazine called North Texas Kids where... We were printing 50,000 copies a month. It was being distributed all over the Dallas, Fort Worth, Metroplex. I was a big fish in the small parenting pond in the North Texas area. And I made every mistake you can make as a business owner along the way. Like what I wish I had known was everything that you know. I had no idea how to make a profit. Our company was grossing lots of money, but there was no profit. Cash flow was... Just always such a huge challenge. But I had a PhD in poetry and I had done a lot of babysitting and sold earrings at Claire's. What did I know about business? I just thought this will be fun. It'll give me something to do and maybe I'll make a little money. And I didn't know how to focus on the right numbers in my business. I was six or seven years in really before I figured out what the right numbers were. And it was an amazing journey. Like it really helped me hone marketing and sales skills and realize that, yeah, I love poetry, but I love business as well. I became a speaker, realized how much I love speaking. And then in 2012, we sold that, relocated to the beautiful Santa Barbara, California area where five years later, I can't believe still that I get to live here every single day.
0: Oh, it's pretty amazing. We were just chatting before we hit record about how funny is it we live about 45 minutes apart. And this Central California coast is like, I don't want to give away the secret. It's already too expensive.
1: <laughs> yeah. And people thought we were crazy. I'm sure you experienced this as well. We went from living in a great community where we knew lots of people. And as my daughter will still like to dig it in and tell me, it was a place where the only home she'd ever known and where everybody'd known her her whole life. And we uprooted ourselves and our kids and moved from a really reasonably priced place to live to one of the most expensive places in the United States, or actually, you know, I would say the whole West Coast, and no regrets, right? We needed a change. And so we moved out here, I started a coaching company. In summer of 2013, I really got launched. And then in January of 2016, my husband quit his full-time job to come work in our business full-time, and it's been a wild, amazing ride. And the reason that it's all changed is because I became passionate about profit, and not only helping myself make a profit, but really helping other business owners understand the distinction between working hard to make money and actually understanding how to work and make a profit so that you have something to show for it at the end of the day.
0: I love the the story about your 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 small little newspaper that grew to something big because it started actually very similar to how my blog started. you know I wrote this blog about personal finance. I had just left working in a bank and I was trying to figure out my own money situation with my good finance education. but I was trying to solve my own problem essentially and learn as I went documenting it on my blog and starting a parent magazine when you're a new parent staying at home, I mean that's like addressing your number one biggest challenges and problems throughout the days, number one through several. <laughs> but yes. um I, do you think that having that passion and solving your own problem was a big contributor to your early success?
1: I do. Um it's a, such a great question. So when I started the parenting magazine, my kids were 3 and 1. I wanted what most of us want as new parents is like flexibility And I wanted a lot of choice around how I was spending my time and who I was spending it with. I didn't want my children in daycare full time if I could um, avoid it, right? So, I mean, we made very conscious choices. I could have gone back to teaching, right? I could have followed that path or look for high school teaching opportunities or university teaching opportunities. And when we really sat down and focused on what we wanted the most, it was really built on our core values of family. And what we wanted for our family. And so I think most of our career decisions and our business building decisions have always maintained that core root of families. What's most important, even if it means building slower, even if it means making some hard choices at times, right? It was always for us about family. And the fact that the content of the magazine was all about parenting was ideal. So I got circus tickets and gymnastics classes and all kinds of, you know, fun places to have kids birthday parties. And I was totally the mom in the know, it was like divine timing in some ways. And at the same time, it was amazing and wonderful. And at other times, it was painful and hard, like coming back from vacation to have my office manager tell me we didn't have enough cash in the bank to make payroll, right? Um, That's got to be a scary day. (laughs) It was not a fun day.
0: (laughs) That's, That's a good transition, actually, to the next question. So what was it that clicked? What did you change that helped you redirect the mindset from just growing that business to turning it into a profitable one?
1: Yeah, it's a great, great question. And and two different things happened. The first one was sitting uh, across from my accountant one one year at tax time and her looking at me and telling me that I I should have made $77,000 that year. And me very naively looking at her back across the table going, where's my money? Like I was clueless. I didn't You know, we had QuickBooks set up, we had all these pieces in place, but I wasn't paying attention to the right numbers to actually make our business profitable, which led to the second huge aha was I was actually working with a business coach, I was in this mastermind group, and he said, you need to really understand what are the just three key numbers in your business that drive everything else so it's not just about gross income you know i definitely had the mistaken belief that oh if i just sell one more ad right everything will be okay there's my money i could always see my money sitting in receivables but the cash flow was a challenge and for us there was one key number that when i realized it i'm like how did nobody ever tell me this before And it was something as simple as ratio of ads sold to number of pages printed in the magazine. I was doing lots of donations uh, to nonprofits. I was doing lots of bartering of cool stuff for my kids. But if that meant that I had to add, and in the printing industry, you can't print just one page. You have to print four in sets of four. And so if I added four pages, right, that meant that maybe it added an extra anywhere from 5 to 2 or 3000 dollars per issue in printing costs and if i didn't have ad revenue to cover that i was paying for that out of my profit right and when i realized that just making sure i was selling enough ads to cover the actual cost of pages everything turned around
0: that's great. It's like that. Looking at your margin for your business, wherever your margin comes from. So, you know, for my business, being a writer, I don't really have that fixed cost that, that goes along with it. But if you do have a fixed cost, you absolutely have to understand that. I think that's uh, was a great lesson you learned. So, you know, now you're more of a business coach working with other business owners. How do you, you know, teach people to to focus on that and try to get that same success you saw in your business?
1: So help them understand that money, math is actually fun, and that anybody can do it. I think I, like many young women in my generation, believed I sucked at math. And the truth was I sucked at geometry and algebra right? And I was just as good as anybody else with a calculator in my hand at addition, subtract, and multiplication and division, right? We can all do that.
0: You don't need calculus to do your books.
1: (laughs) No, you do not need calculus. And you don't have to do your own books either, but you do have to pay attention. So I think the biggest mindset shift that I personally had to overcome and then have consistently helped other women with is really connecting their pricing to their bottom line and not having magical thinking about pricing. We work primarily with creatives in service-based industries, so freelancers, designers, a lot of other coaches, sometimes artists, and the ones that are just really trading time for dollars, like they may be charging for the hour they spend with a client, but they forget they have all this overhead to cover. So helping them understand that the number of billable hours has to actually cover everything in their business is like one small tweak from that margins perspective that helps them understand the difference between making money and making a profit, right? And then I would say money mindset, just our own beliefs about self worth and value is a huge part of the conversation. There's both the hardcore numbers piece, we'll just look at the basic numbers combined with, well, how do I feel about those numbers? And am I willing to raise my rates? Reminding women business owners in particular, it's normal to raise your rates every year, right? It's normal. Every business has cost of doing business increases. And so, so much of the mindset really stops people from charging what would normally be considered a reasonable rate for their services.
0: Yeah, it's definitely something that I had to adjust the way I looked at when I left the day job where I was getting paid more or less to show up. I mean, obviously I had to do work when I was there, but it feels in corporate America like you often get paid more for butt in share time than what you produce. And when you go out on your own, you know, all those things that the company is paying for, it's like you said, that overhead, you know, your computer, your Internet, your, um, you know, if you use any software bookkeeping, anyone you have to hire, you're paying for all that, whether you make a dollar or you make a hundred thousand dollars. So, you know, getting, making sure you understand what you have to do to cover that, you know, that core nut essentially of of your, uh, of your finances for your business and then earn a profit on top. Yeah. That's so key and so important. And, you know, I'm definitely one who's a little guilty of focusing on the top line more than the bottom line. But being in a very high margin business, that doesn't really hurt me that much. But if you're in a business um, like we were talking about with publishing or anything with a physical product, it is so, so, so important to focus on those margins.
1: I would say it's important on both sides, right? And it's easy to get caught up in top line. And it's actually something that I see in the in the coaching industry a lot. Right. Is a lot of people focusing on gross numbers, but not on net and not on profit. Right. And just understanding, like, I got an email from a lady, I think in Atlanta recently saying, What's the difference between making money and making a profit? Like, just basic financial literacy is something that I wish. I had learned when I left college, I would have saved myself a lot of debt and a lot of heartache personally, as well as in my business. I know that's part of what you focus on as well is just like, what are the basics. And you have a young child, right? Are you planning for college? And how much longer do you want to work? Are you charging enough now that some of that's going into a retirement fund? It's like, as a creative, it's so easy to turn a blind eye and say, it's all going to be fine. It's all great. It's, you know, there's lots of profit margin here. And then to forget about all these other things that are coming down the road.
0: Oh Yeah, one thing in personal finance that we personal finance bloggers write about quite a bit, is paying yourself first. And when you have you know a day job with a regular salary, it's easy to automate a lot of that. You can just put money into your 401k without thinking about it and get an employer match. You have all these things that can be very easily taken care of that even a lot of people don't take care of even though it's easy. <laughs> but when you're a business owner, a lot of that easiness changes i mean there are still easy ways to automatically save and do things like that but they don't just happen automatically no one's going to set up a 401k for you you have to do all this for yourself i wish there was a high school graduation requirement for basic personal <laughs> finances like mm-hmm. that would solve so many people's problems with credit cards and loans and you know all that stuff and retirement savings but barring that you if you had to say you had you know one biggest lesson you've learned along the way that has helped you succeed in your multiple businesses? What has it been? What's that thing that's helped you rise above and keep moving forward?
1: Um, That you don't have to do it alone to find partners, collaborators, mentors, coaches, because we don't know what we don't know. And I think as a super independent, smart woman, I'm like muscle through, get it done, push through, I can figure this out. And that's not true. We're not islands. We need people and the hardest part about being solopreneurs or even, you know, my husband and I work together, a couplepreneurs is we need community, right? We need partners to brainstorm with and mastermind with and to do joint ventures and affiliate marketing with, right? It's like, uh, don't think that you have to do this all by yourself. There's help out there for whatever level of business that you're at. Go get help.
0: That is awesome. So speaking of getting help, you have a business that helps people with all these things we're talking about. If people want to connect with you, learn more about you, learn more about your business, where should they go?
1: So they can go to to pathtoprofitacademy.com. And that is our primary website and they can connect with me on Facebook. I'm a total Facebook junkie. Actually, lately I would say I'm an Instagram addict and a Facebook junkie. I'm easy to find on on social media, but pathtoprofitacademy.com. And we have an awesome free quiz. Would it be all right if I mentioned that?
0: Yes, Absolutely.
1: So if they go to to pathofprofitacademy.com forward slash quiz, we have a great quiz for creative entrepreneurs about, are you building the right business model for your creative type? And it will tell you, are you on the right path? Are you actually trying to do too much? Because I find that creatives, our biggest challenge is we want to do everything all at once and we like to do lots of different things and that will kill profit fast So if you learn to really prioritize and pick one business model to implement at a time, you'll actually get there faster. So it's a super, super fun quiz. It's like nine questions really fast. No strings attached, no sales, no nothing. It will add you to our email list, which we send out a couple of times a week. Lots of great information about building your business.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. We'll have links to everything we talked about today in the show notes, as always. Thank you for joining us. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks. You too. It's so nice to meet you. Well, that was a fun one, wasn't it, everyone? And I had just as much fun on her podcast, so do make sure to check out that link in the show notes where I joined Manette on her show with her husband. We had a lot of fun there. It's been a crazy few weeks. The year is almost over. It is the end of December right now. If you are celebrating the holidays, a big happy holidays. Merry Christmas, if that's your thing. For me, it was Hanukkah a couple weeks back, and, and we had a great time. It was really nice having my daughter old enough to kind of understand it's a holiday and, and what a present is when she's getting it for my two-year-old. And now we have this month-old little little new one with us. It, it's just such a warming feeling this time of year. Enjoy the rest of the year. If you do New Year's Eve really big, you know, drink and party safely. It's a great night to go out and have a blast. But uh, you know, make sure you come home and safe and safe and sound so you can be energized on January 1st for an awesome kickoff to the new year. I have a new podcast launching with my friend Whitney Hansen. She was on a few episodes ago. We'll have a link to that in the show notes and then she had me back on her show and we had so much fun together we decided to start a brand new podcast. I'm telling you about it right now. It is called We've gone through a couple names of it, but the current version is Oh No We Didn't. So head to OhNoWeDidn't.com to learn more or search in Apple Podcasts for the Oh No We Didn't podcast where we bust down the big taboos. We talk about money, politics, and religion. Mostly money. If we don't offend somebody in every episode, we probably did it wrong. It'll be hilarious, educational, and a lot of fun. So do please check that out and support Whitney and I in our new effort. We have Some teaser episodes out there right now In Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher, anywhere else you listen to podcasts And our very first episode will come out on the 2nd of January On that Tuesday, I believe Monday or Tuesday we'll have it go live And we will be doing two episodes every week They'll be about a half hour long and I'm just really excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. So please do check that out. And again, thank you to our guest, Vinette for joining us. And thank you for sticking around and listening to the end. You know, It warms my heart uh, that you listened to the whole episode. And I love you for it from, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. The listeners are the reason I do this. That is you. So thanks for sticking around till the end. And until next time, stay profitable.